Greetings, Flesh Wound Horror Freaks, and welcome to Flesh Wound Horror Live. I'm Flesh Wound Dan, and I'm joined tonight by producer Todd. Good evening. And Mike Kruger. Welcome to Prime Time, bitch. So, uh, tonight we got a bunch of reviews for you guys, but uh, uh, before we get into that... What's up, Harvey? Uh, before we get into that, we have some news bits that we wanted to talk about. So we're not going to talk about what the Scream 6 leaks are, but just in general that they happened. Uh, I'm curious, because a lot of people have been speculating on this. Do you think it affects the box office? No. No. You don't think that hurts it? No, because the people who are going to see it, are, I don't think it's going to uh, affect. Maybe one or two are going to be annoyed about it. First question, and this is not asking for anything specific other than, is it video or script leaks? That I could not figure out. It looks like they scrubbed everything. So there was leaks, um, but we don't know what the leaks were? Oh, no, it was like full ending okay. and plot leaks. Okay, but, okay, so... Video, I don't know. Okay, so I it's never, probably just it's probably script leaks. Yeah. So yeah. Honestly, they could have did the same thing they did with three and leaked it on purpose so people stop paying attention. See, that's what I'm curious. Now, obviously, I'm not as invested in Scream as other people. So, is it could it just be a fake studio thing? It's very possible. I don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah, I've avoided what they were th- thus far. So you'll have to tell me after. Yeah, <laughs> I see it. What they were? If yeah, we'll have to right. do a we'll have to do an extensive spoiler section to compare what the fucking leaks were and what actually happened in the movie. Well, let me ask this since Dan's life, to, you know, kind of rests on it. Um, so was the joking spoiler Dan made one of the same ones? Or, or I don't know if you know what the spoilers are. Joking spoiler. What are you the talking? fucking tweet that I almost murdered you over. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, that uh, that was before any. Kind I know, of but leak, I'm saying but... is it, it do they do they line up? So that weird. wasn't before the leaks. That was like the day the leaks happened. I thought you fucking gave away the oh. plot. I don't know. Maybe before I knew what it was, anyways. But no, no. <laughs> and that's no, why no. I warned Dan. Your 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 fake spoilers can be right, and you can get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll you'll know if he's missing a limb after fucking. Wasn't it something oh, ridiculous though? Like oh, I can't believe they brought dinosaurs in the mix or something. No, that wasn't your tweet. Your tweet was fucking. Involved if that was the case, Kruger would be pissed if there weren't dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. They Risky. unmask and it's the T Rex. <laughs> they unmask, dude. They unmask and it's fucking uh, the T Rex from Tammy and the T Rex. <laughs> it's Paul Walker. Um. <laughs> now I'll save it. <laughs> it actually. Yeah, I'm. I'm just curious because uh, I mean it. Again, I did not. I mean, we're not revealing anything, but it. If that's legit, it's everything. I mean, it's the whole story. Yeah. But but anyways, that's what all. For Scream Six, what were the spoilers in 3D? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not in 3D. That might come at some point. But uh, I might too. But the other bit of uh, well, I guess sad news. Again, we don't want to assume anything, but uh, we still haven't found Julian Sands. There were uh, there is an update though, as far as the search is uh, concerned. He's been gone now since January thirteenth. Obviously, that's you know getting kind of dire. But uh, 
there were there was a possible hit on an electronic device that they were trying to follow up on didn't find anything that would lead to to them finding uh, Julian Sands but they're they're going to be they're going to keep continuing the search i know there's some really rough winter weather there right now so unfortunately they're going to have to wait again i know uh, really sad his friend john malkovich uh, spoke a little bit about it recently and uh he's the godfather to his kid and uh it's really sad i I mean i don't know what to think i guess at this point the only hope is maybe somehow some way he was depressed and he's held up somewhere Uh, it's i would imagine it'd be pretty tough to survive the elements that long but i hope whatever the case may be they're you know, closure at the very least, if not, you know, a miracle at this point. But uh, yeah, we we do have to either way, hopefully with some happy news, but cover. What some are we the- at? Are we over a month now? Oh, you're well over a month. Yeah. Because I know we when we reported first report on it, it was about two weeks in. Yeah, January 13th. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah about five weeks. Yeah, that it, it it's look- it's depressing. Yeah, but you never know. Strange things have have happened, and hopefully he's just like yeah. hiking it up with some homeless dude somewhere <laughs> or something. Or you know what? I've heard of cases where maybe there was something going on that people weren't aware of. He just depressed, you know, some sort of you know f- mental break where he's just in a cabin somewhere and doesn't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, well, he's got, he, he was having some he, he was having some issues for a while, right? Uh not not that I'm aware of. Um I mean it's an extremely dangerous area to hike. Yeah. I've never done it. I mean, I'm not as skilled as Julian Sands was, but you, you know, not a good idea, generally speaking, you know, where it, it sounds like he was. Uh it's not far from you at all, really, Todd, but what people don't realize in California, it, this- it is. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay, I don't know the geography, but you, California is one of those fucking states, man, where like something could be like four hours away and it not seem that far on the map. Yeah, that's true. Big. State. You you add in L.A. traffic, that's a motherfucking ten hour trip. <laughs> the only <laughs> the issue is like at the the elevation. People think, oh, California, it never gets that cold, but it can be like negative ten. I think it, yeah. it, it some of that, you know, the elevation he was at, and there's just a lot that can go wrong. There were hikers missing around the same time. Uh, so Julian Sons got fucking kidnapped by Bigfoot somewhere. <laughs> fucking... Zombie, are there cabins in that area? Uh, no. I, yeah. I, I don't well, Dan's so. shacked up in a cabin. I'm just like, yeah. Well, that's assuming maybe he's somewhere else entirely. Maybe, and uh, maybe you don't know. Maybe he has a little like Winnie the Pooh blood and honey fucking set going on over there. You know, maybe, well, maybe this. Oh, no, it is a bad taste. Well, <laughs> just say it, fucker. Like, well, like we're trying to censor. I, well, it's not. Here. I mean, there could be a promotional tie-in for a certain movie that comes out Friday. I mean, well, damn. God damn. That would be well. So fucked up, but actually kind of funny. <laughs> I definitely want to cover uh, 
mercy on flesh wound after dark yes it's one that doesn't get talked about a lot but definitely falls in the erotic thriller uh label so again i, I don't know man it, it sucks and I, it also sucks not knowing i feel bad for his family but <laughs> pull up slasher's comment that's fucking great he probably stumbled across a cabin and found a book in the fruit cellar. <laughs> <laughs> we have to hope. We have to hope at this point. But I, think uh, over. <laughs> nah, I got it. Okay. But really, well, Dan, cool then why guy. are you no selling slasher? <laughs> I Chris is. I'm not no selling Chris. Totally I'm just, did. I'm trying to be a serious newsman, Todd. <sighs> God damn it! I'll swallow yeah. your soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh julian sands would be awesome in the in an evil dead movie that would actually be really cool um but yeah it is what it is uh, hopefully one way or another we'll find out something soon but uh yeah. figured it'd been a while since we did an update on him and you look it helps to keep the the name out there in the story it was actually pretty crazy how few people were reporting on this because i consider julian sands important to the horror community uh, when you look at his titles, I mean, Boxing Helena, The Warlock, Warlock 1 through 2, and uh, Phantom of the Opera. I mean, you know, he, he's yeah important. And Damn, yeah. are you just like assing out Warlock 3, though? <laughs> are you well, he wasn't in Warlock 3. Oh, Bruce right. Payne isn't fucking out. missing in the woods, Todd. <laughs> Well, learn your learn your direct to video Lionsgate titles. Damn it, Dan, Dan got me on something. Yeah. I did get you on something. Bruce Payne, villain from Passenger 57. A good, you can't replace Julian Sands, but, you know, it's a good. Uh, Tells you how much I remember the third one. <laughs> it's not. You no, know, I've actually, I've actually not seen any of them. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, you should definitely dive into those. Uh, two, I think will be your favorite. Armageddon. The second one. Yeah. Second uh, cool. So, uh, other bit of news, not really news. I mean, I'm sure we're going to be covering this, I believe, next week. But uh, got my tickets to Cocaine Bear tomorrow. Yeah, I'm I'm going on Friday in D box seats, and I'm super fucking excited. I had I had to go the extra mile with the D box seats for Cocaine Bear. So uh, that's like on like since I found out about that fucking movie, it's been one of my most anticipated movies. Cause I just, I love animal attacks movies. I remember when this whole story came out about the bear eating cocaine and like, you know, granted, this is a total ridiculous, you know, dramatization of what could have happened with the cocaine bear. He didn't actually go and massacre anybody, but the no, fact it's that we're all getting... true, Kruger. Everything that happens, <laughs> but but the fact that we're getting a, a movie about a what if situation about something like that is really really fucking cool in my opinion. And we just had a cocaine shark incident happen not that long ago, like literally like three weeks ago. So uh, maybe uh, future sequels How? we could have a cocaine shark movie. So this is kind of making me think here. So coca- an actual incident wouldn't. I mean, the cocaine, I assume, must have slipped into water somehow, but wouldn't it be diluted to the point that it wouldn't really... Well, not necessarily. I, not, I mean, I don't I do mean, coke. I mean, it, de- it depends, like... How, Watch the how, movie. Yeah. Well, it depends <laughs> on how, like, how, like wrapped it... No, I think he's talking about the shark situation. Oh, though. okay. The real-life shark situation. Yeah. Like, you know, because it would hit the water... 
I don't know. Does anybody do cocaine in the chat? I mean, I mean, if it's wrapped tight Dude enough, done. I don't know what we're asking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if the kilos aren't wrapped tight enough, I mean, the shark's still going to get quite a bit of cocaine in this system. Even yeah, if and I don't, I don't think bottles. he was going to be sniffing it anyway. I'm still assuming he's consuming it. Oh yeah, so I don't think wet or dry is going to make a difference. Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't change its molecular structure. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I guess you could still fuck up a shark on cocaine. Well, let's find out. <laughs> dude, fucking cocaine jaws. I'm in, dude. Cocaine jaws. Okay, we got to cut dude. this part out 12 minutes so we can go start working on cocaine jaws. Yeah, right. Uh, welcome, Brent Madison, to the chat. I don't know if I've seen you before, man, but welcome. Uh, he asks, are we picking up the Cocaine Bear Mondo poster tomorrow? I'm not I'm aware of it, but... I may want to. Depends on how good the movie is. And and oh, and we were also asked, uh, did you play the cocaine bear game? I, you know, I've oh. wanted to. It's the eight bit gimmick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like a little eight bit gimmick on their uh, website. I haven't got around to playing it yet, just because I haven't been on my computer and just been on my phone. But I will definitely try to play it probably tomorrow or something like that before the before I watch the movie. Now um, I want to see if I can put it on my TV. Dinner. <laughs> yeah right i'm still learning all this games yeah you're you're, you're all fucking fucking around with old school games and shit i saw you, i we, if you didn't see on our instagram todd playing uh what was it the atari halloween game yes and i and i realized i still need to find the texas chainsaw massacre one although so <laughs> oh, i know it is um but i can't find custards oh what was the custard's revenge that was so hard to find i even i have heard of that well, of course, I mean, everyone not a gamer. Has. It's, it's it's a topic we're not allowed to speak the word of tonight. So. <laughs> yes. Um, I uh, There was like some old school like adult game where you, you were like, Larry, no, um, I, this is going way back. And it may be a hardcore older gamer might know it. But my brother had it. My older brother, he's 12 years older than me. It's like the whole thing was just like you're trying to like bang your your boss's like uh, hot uh, daughter. Like that's just there's no plot. Like it's literally just you have to like bang his daughter. Well, I'm that ring this a bell? Is a PC game though. PC, I believe it would have been yeah. a long the time only, ago. The only like sex related PC game I know is um, Leisure Suit Larry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that I've heard of as well. Um. What's up, Jessica? I haven't seen you in a while in here. Um, yes, Leisure Suit Larry. PC game from the late 80s, early 90s. Okay, okay. Um, we do have other video game news, which is weird, because we never do video games really on here. But uh, Pooh Honey Time, which I don't know if it's an official Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey game. It's not. It's a, but... it's a, Steam, it's a Steam game, so it's probably some fan-made thing, because they have a bunch of those, like put on steam you you can play like fan-made halloween games and all types of shit on there uh okay. but i i am interested a little bit um yeah a winnie the pooh blood and honey game like if they actually made it an official one i actually i, I think it would be pretty popular Oh, but yeah, just, no, that just do a Friday the Thirteenth style fucking game. Like, <laughs> like that would be fucking great. Can we just mod the NES the, the Pooh game? Oh, dude, <laughs> dude we could talk, like. I'm sure there's somebody. There's so many mods out there for the Friday the Thirteenth game alone. 
that I'm sure there's going to be somebody out there that's going to do that because uh, they, they've already done it with like they use the, uh, the the character model from Dead by Daylight for Freddy Krueger in one of them. Uh, they have like a Michael Myers mod and all types of shit on there. So uh, I'm sure eventually we will be getting a Winnie the Pooh mod. Yeah, I, I just thought the other day it, one thing they need to do in a sequel, we need zombie Eeyore. I don't oh, know how you would do yeah, it. Yeah. The only character I know we can't do is Tigger. Well, no, but but like Zombie Eeyore could totally be a thing in the sequel where like yeah. that's kind of the defining force that helps the the slasher or you know the victims uh take you know take on poo and stuff. Fucking I I need that, dude. <laughs> fucking Christopher Robin riding Eeyore with a fucking we, we can even bring in a magic sword like we got in fucking Terrifier too. And he's I, fucking coming up riding on Eeyore and slashing them up. I'm in. I kind of want Eeyore to just be like some zombified goth kid. Although they're mutants, so you kind of yeah. have to I don't know. The, Big T said the sequel to Blood and Honey better be Pooh versus Eeyore versus Freddy versus Jason style. Yeah, dude, I, I'm in. <laughs> Can you imagine the fight between Jay? We get Ronnie U to direct it and the fight between like Pooh and like Jason Voorhees. Like that scene where like Pooh's just like running him through the fucking wall. <laughs> Who's going to do the hate speech before they, they kill him? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got it this time? I see you're on commercials now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there you go. I never talked video games, so there you guys well, go. And and not even just video games. There was also news uh, about that kaiju movie, The Lake. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a big thing in the kaiju community. We've all been fucking really clamoring to get our hands on, and it has an official release date for a theatrical release on March 10th, and then shortly after it will be released on VOD, and then I believe the Blu-ray is going to ship in April, so... I am fucking so psyched for that goddamn movie. The trailers look amazing. Um, the reviews so far have been a little up in the air. I, I'm not sure uh, where to really put my expectations. But the fact that we're getting a you know a giant kaiju fucking in Thailand movie with a bunch of practical effects that look like they're straight out of the golden years of Jurassic Park. I'm fucking I'm so excited for that film. I just I can't wait. March is going to be a big month for me. I got that coming out that fucking 65 uh Adam Driver dinosaur movies coming out. I'm hopeful for that one. 65 I've heard, actually it's looks a, good. It's another one of those movies where I've heard mixed things, but I just know like dude in my like the setup for it is basically the setup for planet of the dinosaurs to be honest with you so yeah. like i'm really really excited because i just i've always loved that movie and we haven't had outside of the king kong movies there has not been a single big budget uh dinosaur movie i since jurassic park i mean you could say sound of thunder but like, yeah. come on, that movie was the shits, and it, it didn't have a good. It was uh, big budget, though. Yeah, it was big budget, but it it was kind of it was the shits with the CGI. Um, yeah. The, the so I, I'm very very hopeful and very excited, and I hope this kind of reignites a, uh, a, fi a a fire under Hollywood's ass, not to just have Jurassic Park be the only dinosaur property we're ever gonna fuck around with. Um, 
So very excited. That scream. There's a lot of great movies coming up in the next couple of months. So very, very excited for to see what this year is going to come. But on that note, what do we got tonight? Let's talk some uh, ultra violence to kick it off tonight with uh, our first film of the evening, which is a South Korean film called Project Wolf Hunting from writer-director Hong Sun Kim. And in this film, it follows dangerous criminals on a cargo ship who are transported from Manila in the Philippines to Busan, South Korea. And along the way, they unleash a sinister force after an escape temp leads to a riot. Fuck yeah. All right. So, uh, Kruger, let you uh, let you go first on this one. What did you think of Project Wolf Hunting? Well... I'll just say the opening scene, um, there was like a dodgy CGI explosion, like right off the bat. And I was just like, oh man, here we fucking go. Like, this is just going to be a, you know, CGI shit fest. But um, man, like we started getting introduced to these characters and especially that one uh, tatted up psychopath dude. That's, you know, one of the uh, guys incarcerated on the, on the ship. He was just like, I loved everything about his character. He was so sinister and just like, I could see, I would honestly not mind the spinoff to see whatever the fuck that dude did to get locked up because he was absolutely insane. I wasn't really like sure where the story was going to go with this movie. It takes a fucking crazy turn, like about 30 minutes in. And from there on, the movie just never lets up. It's so intense, and there's just so many blood-soaked scenes throughout this thing. It's honestly one of the most violent movies I've seen in a really, really long time. Uh, just everything is fucking done with maliciousness. Uh, so much gore. Amazing. It's mean. It's mean. Um, sure. just, I love the, the ridiculousness of how fucking bloody it was. Every everybody like every kill in this movie is just like gallons of blood pouring out of them two and, and a half tons which sounds like a lot but that's apparently what they used yeah i mean god damn it's so much blood and the fact that all the kills from my no from the, my knowledge watching it were all done practically and it um, great practical effects throughout this thing uh, so so much gore, so much violence. Uh, it was definitely this is definitely a movie that was right up my fucking alley. Uh, also, a kill involving a sledgehammer that may be my favorite kill of the year. But <laughs> we'll see how the rest of this year plays out. But right now, that's number one because that sledgehammer kill fucking would make Cannibal Corpse proud. A hammer slap, hammer smash face was playing th in my head the whole fucking time. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, just awesome practical violence throughout this thing. And the story was really cool. It was kind of like a mixture between Con Air, but, you know, on, on a boat. and then Under siege, I was yeah. going to say. Con Air on a boat. But then you had these Resident Evil type vibes getting kind of uh, put in there, which was really, really cool. And I wasn't expecting it to go that way. And there's a big portion of this movie that feels just like a slasher movie on fucking steroids. I mean, there's a certain character. I don't want to give anything away because I think the surprise is great. Uh, but there's a certain character that just goes through everybody. And I mean, in the most brutal and fucking vicious ways possible. And I, I love that. Um, 
There's a couple of detractors for me, though. Uh, I, I will bring up the dodgy CGI because th- there's a couple of scenes where, you know, it is a little bit jarring. Uh, not anything, you know, with the kills or anything like that, but explosions or shots of the boat that kind of looked a little eh. Um, also, there's a practical wolf that looked really fucking bad, uh, in my opinion. But other than that, and the movie is a little too long. I think there's about 20 minutes of fat you could easily trim this out of this because I don't necessarily think for the concept it needed to be two hours long. But I wasn't ever bored. And uh, I also just kind of had a blast watching this whole thing up until the ending. The ending, I thought, could have been a little bit stronger. But maybe there, you know, may- maybe some sequels in our future. Who knows? Uh, so... If there are sequels, I'll be more forgiving uh, with the end of uh, time. There is a prequel and a sequel in development. Oh, awesome. Okay, then the, then the ending makes a little bit more sense if they're setting it up for a trilogy. Um, but yeah, I, I had a great time. I think this is probably the most must-see movie that I've watched this year if you're a gorehound. Because um, you're, you're just going to have a great time watching people fucking be totally massacred for a good hour and fucking 40 minutes of this movie so um yeah it it gets my stamp of approval and as of right now it's probably my second favorite movie i've seen all year nice nice um todd you are muted todd i yeah I, i know kruger was recommending this one before we had even decided to review it that it was pretty crazy So I I kind of expected a little crazy and uh, yeah, it it delivered what you said. Um, I do agree with you about the runtime. You could cut it down a little bit, tighten it up, get that 90 minute sweet spot. And I think my rating would go up with that. Um, But as it stands now, it's a good time. I recommend checking it out. Grab the blue, hit the digital. Um, Yeah, it's a good time. Good bloody time. Yeah, and, and honestly, the, I, I can't bring up the Resident Evil comparisons enough because, like, it, like the villain, like the main villain we get, he looks like he's straight out of Resident Evil fucking five, dude. It's really, really rad. Uh, you, you've got to love a villain that, like, well, one of the villains that, like, just gives like an evil speech while getting a blowjob. <laughs> There's actually a scene in uh, Firefly of all things where he's like just giving like a speech to the troops like up on this this building and he's like getting a BJ. It's yeah, something extra evil about that. But uh yeah, so yeah, prequel and sequel. Now this is a little bit light on character development. It does leave a lot that they could explore in a prequel or sequel, which is a good thing. Uh, This is definitely one for the action adrenaline junkies out there, as well as the gore hounds. Just, we get a insanely badass uh, alpha one uh, zombie terminator that just, (laughs) yeah, everything that he does doesn't even necessarily involve weapons. Sometimes he just kicks your chest in and just beats the shit out of you till you're mush, dude, basically. Dude, and- the, the scene where he's punching the dude, like, through his heart, right? And then he, he rips the heart out, but then he's like, no, I'm not done, and just starts punching the wound over <laughs> it. Like, he's so 
fucking mean. Like, he's not even, like, there's a scene where somebody gets stabbed. Not even, in like, I thought it was in the throat at first. But, no, you realize he just stabs his fucking bitch in the cheek and cuts her fucking straight from ear to ear and is bleeding out. Like, the kills are so amazing like it, it, this is what the mortal combat the mortal combat fucking movie should have been this violent it's also one thing that uh, this did that i think she came from the woods did very well is it it kills off people you wouldn't expect to kill off you, yeah you're, you're thinking like oh, okay well this is our this this person's gonna be there in the end and uh so it made it a little bit unpredictable and i was gonna say the actor uh uh, and I apologize if I'm saying the name wrong, but uh, Kui Hua Choi, who plays Alpha One, the zombie Terminator, he was also in Train to Busan. Mm-hmm. Uh, extremely intimidating. It really did feel kind of like a video game in a way. Like, oh shit, that shows up. You're <laughs> you're fucked pretty much because you can't do anything to him. Uh, I like this world. Like I said. It's a little light on story, but it hints at things and gives you little bits and pieces that if there are going to be sequels, which uh, it sounds like there is, uh, I think that's great. Um, could be one of those ones. It depends what you like, like certain points, like eh, I'd like to know a little bit more about those characters. But in the third act, there is some character development. So I think it all it all works quite well. Um, and there's a lot of holy shit moments. Like, like I said, this is a, most of, uh, the stuff that lately that would satisfy Gorehounds has been very low budget. This has a decent sized budget. So, uh, you get some pretty creative carnage. And like I said, some of it was just like, let me just smash your fucking head in <laughs> like a, like a caveman just beating you with my hands. Um, uh, I enjoyed the flashback <laughs> stuff. Uh, overall, I'm very happy with this one. It just it, it gave me enough to sort of be like, okay, now I'm kind of intrigued what the prequel would look like, which it, we do jump at one point back to World War II times. So I'm, it would be really kind of cool to see something in that era and also picking up where we left off because it kind of leaves us hanging a little bit. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a kick-ass movie. Uh, rarely let down by Korean movies of any genre. That is true. I, you, I, I was just talking about that today. I was like, ju- just like Korean cinema in general, the acting is always just so top-notch, especially when you compare it to other stuff. Even the lower-budget things, like the, 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 the amount of talent the the actors put into this stuff is really, really amazing. And this one especially... Uh, like the uh what'd you say his name was uh fucking the alpha or whatever alpha one alpha one yeah like his presence on screen was just amazing and he he would just uh, like jump down from these like really really high areas and just when he'd hit everybody would be looking at him and he'd come up all menacing like he did such a fucking amazing job as a character actor yeah I, i this is also a director that you, you know, you look at something like it'd be pretty cool if he did get like a Resident Evil movie. Although we might be done with those for a oh, while, but well, well, we'll we'll fuck we'll fucking see, dude. Like I've I've heard we're done with Resident Evil so many times, and the next thing you know, it's like there's a new reboot or there's some sort. I like I know we're getting like an animated movie. I don't know if the that uh, might be where it's at because that TV show. I I, Man, I did you watch it? Yeah. 
I watched. Okay. I'm just making sure because you like to I watched some things you haven't watched. No, I watched it. I oh, watched God, it uh, six it was... episodes of that thing, I believe. Five or six episodes. Yeah, it's six. Like... Oh, it was uh... I I haven't had the heart to do it yet. Don't because once I heard Wesker looks like fucking blade, I was out. <laughs> oh well, it's a lot worse than that. It is just and I, I actually kind of like the movie, uh, but I, the movie's fun. This was just like even the movie wow. though. If you're a fan of the, like the the movie, as far as like what they did, they brought the right care, the right like uh, what the fuck, the right zombie characters in or whatever. But the casting for the actual, you know, for Chris and for uh, Jill and everything, I thought was a fucking mess. And the only the only reason I didn't hate the the new movie was mainly because they brought in the the zombie characters I wanted to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, what do we rate project wolf hunting? Cause we got another very unique film coming up. What um, do you say, Kruger? for me, I was tossed up between a four and a four and a half. I think I'm going to stick with my four for now, but that may change over, uh, over time. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. If we're getting a prequel and a sequel, I'm all for that. And I can't wait to see them. Sweet, sweet. I am a four. How about you, Todd? I am also a four. <clears throat> four across the board. Yeah. Um, did, right. Pugs, did, did Pugs leave any uh, thoughts about that, this? Thank you. Um, actually, this is one he did have notes on. Um, He's at Club Rectum tonight, so. <laughs> yes. He's using Dave. <laughs> or he's, using, he's using Dan's season pass. <laughs> um. Let what am I looking for now? Shot, <laughs> You're looking looking for Project Wolf Hunting. I figured months. it out. <laughs> okay, hold on. Where did he put it? The rectum comment threw me the fuck off. I know. Okay, Project. Oh well. It's um, in the Red Tower as we speak. Project hunt, Wolf Hunting. Whatever. <laughs> five out of five. Obviously, quality family memories. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a great review. He's just there in taglines tonight. I, so. I knew when I was watching when I was watching this because I, I watched it before everybody else did. Um, I was like, "Fuck, dude, this is gonna be one that we that Pugs is gonna fucking fall in love with just for the gore and the how mean it is. Like, yeah. this is such a mean spirited movie. I don't think I've ever seen so. Like, I wonder what the kill count was on this. I should have been keeping track, mm-hmm. but guess you there, gotta watch it again. Now. There was so <laughs> many kills in this fucking movie, like. It's got to be up at least fucking past 50. Oh, yeah. that was, I, Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, he, at one point, he's like, I mean, when he wipes out the nurses and doctors, I mean, that's got to yeah. be like 10 right there alone. Yeah. Um, and, and just and every single one had it like it was either just blood splatter all over the fucking place that looked great or it was like him ripping somebody's chest open with his bare hands and eh, fucking i love shit yeah, like that sometimes you don't need to go way over the top with the implements i think this just kind of worked like i'm yeah. just a zombie terminator and i'm gonna just beat you until there's nothing left uh all right so moving on to our next film which i was very excited about and i'll talk a little bit uh because this is a really crazy film in terms of what it took to get it made but the next one is holy spider from director writer ali abasi 
And in this one, a journalist descends into the dark underbelly of the Iranian holy city of Mashhad as she investigates the serial killings of sex workers by the so-called spider killer, who believes he is cleansing the streets of sinners. Okay, so um, if you're unaware, this this movie is actually uh, based on the actual uh, serial killer who operated in the very early 2000s, uh, Saeed Hanai. And this was a really crazy story back then. There are certain things that they change uh, in the movie, but uh, Saeed Hanai was sort of a... Uh, uh, sort of a handyman type guy and an Iran-Iraq war veteran. And at least in the real life, what set him off was somebody, I guess, propositioned his wife thinking she was a hooker and, and led to him going on a rampage, taking out all these uh, these uh, sex workers. And I mean, as you can imagine, you know, not the most the modern area a lot of people treated him like he was a hero uh it, it really insane if you want to deep dive into the actual case uh you know that there were there's newspaper articles you can find that just like oh he should be given a medal type stuff from <laughs> what's like mainstream news outlets uh in iran and a lot a lot of similar behavior in the making of this movie so I believe uh, this was shot in Jordan. At one point, they tried to shoot this in Iran. And once you see the movie, the balls <laughs> that it would take to do this uh, there, because there's people calling for their deaths, as <laughs> insane as that fucking sounds over this movie. Uh, Zara Mir Ibrahimi, uh, uh, who plays our lead reporter, uh, Rahimi, who goes undercover to try and try and catch the spider killer. Uh, she won the the best actress at Cannes, which congratulations, because she's amazing uh, in this movie. And she's had threats. The director's had threats. So uh, this is one of these things. I can't just praise the performance, but just the guts to make something like this. Because there's the a very... Hero, the hero behind the real story. Yeah, it's very uh, it, it's very ballsy to do this when it's not you're not just looking at bad reviews. You're looking at potential awful shit that could happen uh, from making this. And I, I just applaud them because there's a really important message uh, in this movie. Uh, the director, if you're unfamiliar, he actually ironically we'll be reviewing something else coming up because he directs episode eight and nine of last of us so we'll we'll cover that at some point he also made the ifc midnight title shelly which is probably the other thing that people may or may not have seen uh this movie is kind of, it's a true crime film not overly gory or anything but very disturbing um and it kind of the last part is sort of a courtroom drama, which goes over some of the reaction in Tehran and uh, how it all kind of, all sort of unfolds. Um, I, I know it's a little bit different how he actually got caught, um, but a lot of this is true to life. I mean, it's insane. I would say, in a way, 
not again, not bloody, not gory, but the ending, the very last scene with with uh, the sun is one of the more disturbing things I've seen in a movie. Just when you kind of digest that and it's very like, oh, God damn, that's yeah, nothing's going to nothing's going to get better kind of deal. Um, <laughs> if you're into true crime, you should really see this movie. You really, really should. I, I had a blast. I had no idea who uh, this this actual killer was. So that made it even better because I, I didn't, you know, at a certain point, you've watched a lot of Manson movies, a lot of Bundy movies. There's some compelling stories out there that haven't been told. I know there's a documentary on this that I'm going to have to find. Yeah. Uh, and I know there's at least one other movie that's based on the uh, the spider killer, but um acting from top to bottom is amazing the actor that plays uh saeed uh medi bajistani uh fantastic and also very complex it's not just a you know they they delve into his psyche a little bit more he's just not throffing at the mouth and just strangling women the whole time like it's a very nuanced performance uh I highly recommend this one, uh, but I've sucked it off enough. What do you guys think? Or, Todd, what do you think? Well, I didn't know this was going to be like a, a Todd week because I'm happy that <laughs> Thanks. when was, we, we all kind of knew going in. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't familiar with this story either. I just knew it was a serial killer story. didn't really know the what. So I was basically going in blind on this one. Um. And yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It had me hooked in the first two minutes. Um, Cause not what I was expecting in a Persian film, <laughs> but um, yeah. Technically, I, I guess not really. Well, depending how you look at that, a yeah, lot of Iranian actors that still live in Iran in this movie too. So like, damn. Yeah. I just went, I figured with, since it's, that's where the story and the uh, qualifies. Yeah. 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 I know it's, it's hard because it's like eight countries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, this is what I wish really pugs would have got to see and was here for, but <laughs> he needs, he needs to watch his pugs. If you're listening later, don't well, miss Holy Spider. Now that I know there's a documentary and there's another film, we may end up with the true crime episode out of this. So Yeah. There's there's a couple Iranian serial killers I was kind of looking into. Uh, well, probably more than a couple, but at least with it, with interesting stories out there. Would, uh, would he count uh, on this one? Because, I mean, was he a hero? <laughs> like, he killed... Um, God, you know that? I'm trying to remember exactly how many he killed, but uh, it's not in my notes, but it, it it's a hell of a story. Yeah. And it, it really is. In your opinion, where would I land on it? I think you'd like 100... it. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say you will 100% like the story, but you'll wish it was a little bit more visceral. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it's... You it's know. always my problem. Not visceral <laughs> enough. <laughs> I, I think, though, there's something even more intense about it when you consider where this was made, where it was coming from. And yeah. like I said, the overall message at the end that last scene was so good and so chilling uh i really see, liked you it you don't always see good parenting on film <laughs> uh there there was also <laughs> there's also nudity in this 
That's what I said. I'm no expert on the culture, but that's kind of a big no no, I would imagine. So, uh, that's well, come on. They 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 made a point of saying, you know, when when they're not wearing their I don't know the the proper name of their wraps and stuff, uh, but hijab, thank you. I'm wrong, sorry. Yeah, that that well, that kind of plays in the story of the film or the the whole thing. So, yeah, 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 no. Um, I hope more people see this for sure because I think it's it's worth seeing and a must see if you're into true crime. Um, all right, so I'm curious on this one. I really don't have any complaints. Don't go in if you're looking for like a hardcore horror movie. Uh, but it is certainly a horror movie and it is certainly horrific and very suspenseful too. The scene where she's actually in his uh in his lair. Yeah, very chilling. I I can't think of any complaints. The acting is as perfect as it gets. Uh I'm a five. Well, I am one hundred percent with you on this. I'm a five. It's criminal. This was not in the any of the nominations, at least international film, if you're not going to go performances. So, yeah. All right. Well, that, that gives me enough uh, fucking incentive to me- definitely check it out. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Brent got some Hannibal Lecter Matt wax melts. That sounds pretty cool. Was that a, uh, was that a Christian Hannah whore wax melt person? I was about to ask if that was. <clears throat> those go so fast i've meant to buy them like the last four times and it's like oh sold out <laughs> he's, he's selling them like hotcakes yeah hannibal lecter's and like what do you go with do you go like chianti sort of thing i don't think fava beans would <laughs> fava bean fucking scent <clears throat> that sounds nasty um big crack rock asked uh project wolf hunting isn't on any streaming services is it uh it will be i believe I read this. Uh, it's going to be on Screenbox in like a month or so. So yeah, okay. Stay, stay tuned for that. Yeah, they get the well go titles. Yeah, but it is oh, if you want to see it now. Screenbox is fucking killing it. Recently. They're creeping up on someone Dude, else. <laughs> like uh, Shutter, they put out a lot more, but when it comes to just like stuff that I personally enjoy Screenbox have been doing, you know, there's a couple of duds here and there, uh, but they've been doing some good work. So uh, I I'm, I'm happy that we have enough, like two horror streaming services competing with each other. That, that just, uh, I don't know. I, that that's good for the genre in my opinion. And Ben Grimm says smells like human meat. Okay. Now oh, we, wow. Well, not Better than fava beans, I guess. <laughs> oh, yes, and that's right. Ben pointed out, yeah, and go- yeah, go. Uh, uh, ben said anything that goes to Screenbox also goes to Hoopla. So, if you have ha- if you have a uh, library around you, I believe that's how you're able to get the Hoopla yeah. streaming service, yeah. And like, you oh. should, you don't even have to go to the library to sign up for a library card if you don't have one, you can do it in the app too, but you can do books and other stuff too. But it has to be your library participating because there's Hoopla and then there's Canopy. You, you normally get one or the other. Okay. Yeah, I think we have some Screenbox reviews coming up on the channel soon. Yeah, uh, they, they, they do. Uh, the guy who did, I think it was Juon, he just put out his new movie on there, Ox, Oxtail Village or something like that. Oh, okay. And, and, Maybe then, next uh, week. and then there's also the Yellow Dragon Village. 
that uh, oh, came out. Oh, so, sweet. Uh, yeah, there's a they're getting a lot of uh, Asian horror titles, which is nice to see because uh, you know, Scream or Shudder does a good job with that too, but not as uh, they they haven't been as consistent recently. And it looks like Screenbox is getting a lot of those titles now. So, oh, sweet, sweet. Uh, the more the merrier. Uh, speaking of Shudder, we have a Shudder original next, and uh, with uh, in this one, it is Attachment. From writer director Gabriel Beer Jalassen. Jalassen. And in this one, uh, Maha, a Danish has been actress, falls in love with Leia, a Jewish academic from London. Leia suffers a mysterious seizure, seizure, and Maja returns with her to to London. There she meets Leia's mother, Shana, uh, a woman who holds some very dark secrets. Uh, all right, so attachment. Um, I thought uh, kind of, kind of, sort of have a Middle Eastern and then Jewish horror film. It kind of made sense, kind of ironic uh, for this episode. And equal time, equal time. So attachment. It starts off very much like a rom com, yeah, in a way. And I say that that's not a bad thing because I was into it. Oh, uh, this is another one. The acting is fantastic. Uh, Ellie Kendrick is Leia, is adorable. Uh, Josephine Park is uh, Maha, definitely looking into her work now. And also, uh, the mom, uh, played by uh, Sophie Grable, uh, is uh, Yana, I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. If I say, I'm going to say stuff wrong. On this I believe one, it's but... Yana. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so. <laughs> It starts off very much like this sort of cute romance, uh, and I was very much into it. There's like little hints at something mm-hmm. that's not quite right, uh, and it slowly builds. There are some pacing issues. Uh, once it kind of like fully breaks loose with the horror, I felt like it needed a lot more punch at the end. Oh, so there's yeah. going to be some horror fans that feel this is a little bit too light for them but i dug it again i was invested in the journey i think so many of these movies uh that have some of these sort of let's just say paranormal supernatural themes it always comes from the from christian folklore i found more and more it's much more interesting if it's you know something you know uh out of an Asian country or uh, Jewish folklore, mm-hmm. uh, it, it helps. It's just it's, a, it's familiar, but a little less so when you have a different culture that you're not as familiar with. And I feel like recently there's kind of been like a resurgent, or maybe not necessarily resurgence, but a uh, there's been more Jewish horror coming out recently. Uh, what was that one that came out last year that was halfway decent? Um, fuck, I can't think of it off the top of my head rlj put it out um fuck it was like a it was similar situation uh, it was a guy like that was excommunicated from like a jewish synagogue and he, oh um yeah the vigil vigil yeah yeah uh, vigil's really good. i like seeing stuff like this uh there's also a really good documentary on netflix the name of it escapes me but it's about those people that um the hasidic jews that uh 
end up like discommunicating themselves from the whole situation and then like the torment that they're that they have to fucking go through after that with just the the community attacking them at any chance that they get so communication is pretty rough and it's bad it's bad dude but like with the jewish community too like there's a really really bad uh, fuck i wish i knew what the hell the documentary was i just watched it a couple of months ago but it was just it was really sad to see like all these people be all fucked up on drugs and all this shit because of the abuse that they they faced when being in that community and then them getting out these motherfuckers are just tormenting them any chance they get. And anybody that knows that they're excommunicated from that community is like fucking just going hard on them. Any chance. It's really, really sad, honestly. Yeah, and, and I mean, one of the many reasons why I hate fucking religion. <laughs> uh, so, yes, now, religion can be shitty sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know what? This is a weird one because there's a lot of I have my criticisms. I just very end. It's just like you just needed a little bit more. It's a satisfying ending. It doesn't leave you hanging, but I wouldn't say it's uh, punch. A little more punch. That's all. Yeah. And it's long enough that I'm like, I, I needed it at the end. Well, yeah, this movie, in my opinion, is a little too long. Um, it definitely overstays its welcome, but I surprisingly was really into the characters at the beginning. I don't know yeah. what it was about that little romance going on, but I think especially uh, what was the blonde's character? Uh, uh, what was her Maha. Name? Maha. Maha. Yeah, I, I or Maja. I, I loved her character and just what they were bringing with her story. You know, she kind of became. You know, she she had a little bit of fame doing this children's book and show thing, but uh, afterwards, you know, she basically was kind of a recluse in her house because of her mother's death. And I really felt for her character and the fact that you know she found this new love interest and was just so quick to just go all in. Uh, like I really like I felt for her because I've been there and. Um, it's sappy as fuck, but it was interesting enough to have me guessing where the story was going to go, especially when we had all the interactions uh, between Maja and uh, what's the other chick's name? Leia. Leia, her her mom, uh, like the creepy stuff with yeah. her mom, uh, I thought was really well done. But I agree with you. I really wish that the end of the movie would have stuck the landing because I felt like we were building up to this big thing that was going to happen at the end. And then I was just like, fuck, that's it. Like, I want to like this movie so much more because the acting is a plus. I I think the story and the concept is really, really fucking good. But when you're going into a possession angle, I just, I needed more out of that, you know, final act. And, uh, but overall, like, I, I can't say I hated it. Or even disliked it. I like it quite a bit. It's just about average for me personally because, as a horror fan, a guy that watches basically just horror movies, I need more out of it. But I'm interested to see what these actresses are going to do in their future. Like uh, Maya, Leia, and the mom, I thought all were fucking A plus. And that mom definitely could be a little bit sinister too. Like uh, with her with her actions throughout the movie. Oh, so all of the characters were nuanced. Like you didn't quite know exactly what the motivations were. It really, 
was good. I forget what if he was a rabbi or what he was, but the um, the one uh, uncle Lev, yeah, yeah was. He, he was really good too. Like his, I, I I don't know if this is far off, Todd. Maybe maybe you could get, but he reminded me of Pitt a little bit with like his. Uh, like <laughs> with his dialogue and his humor and stuff. Yeah. Like he, he like, put like, he put these like little dry humor moments in there. I was just like, this reminds me so much of our good friend Pitt. Especially in, like in head in in headless and headless entanglement. Yeah. It, it was just he uh he was really good and I enjoyed his character a lot as well. Shout out Pitt else. by Christmas Cruelty on Blu-ray from Unearthed Films. Absolutely. Featuring, uh uh all of us in the documentary portion of it. So yeah. check that out. Um, yeah, you know, another thing uh, real quick before I tag you in, Todd, that I was thinking with this. I thought this was going to be a, a very, like, okay, lesbian couple, and they're going to go to this area, and the whole thing is going to be more about intolerance and everything. And that's not what the story it, was. Not like, Everybody all. was like, we're cool with it. Like, it, well, it, it had nothing they, to do and with they, it. And they tease it. They they tease it throughout it, and then like uh, with that with the character I was talking about, the uncle, he's just yeah. like, no, I don't, I don't care at all. Like, we might have some bigger issues. Yeah, <laughs> we got we got some other shit to worry about. Like, that's the last thing on my mind is who you're fucking. <laughs> so, yes. uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool because they could have hit it on the like it, it could have been totally on the nose and went that route, and they didn't. So I appreciated it. Uh, Todd, what did you think? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> um, I'm kind of like I. I think I liked the first half more. Yeah, that's how I, I, I was, was too. Yeah, and, and you were saying it, it's like the second half where we actually get into the religious part. It, well, I mean, it, you lose me with that, but um, but yeah, I I was really into the into the into the girls and what was going on, um. Yeah, it's when the change it, it kind of lost me. I didn't hate it, but <clears throat> uh, yeah, and then the end really does does well. You get a conclusion; it falls flat. Yeah, I was expecting a big, you know, Exorcist style right. ending. You know, where everything's just going batshit insane, and they, they it's very uh, it's very tame which yeah. I was a little bit disappointed in, but I, I can't fault them for the, the story. I thought the story was just really good. I, it just needed a little more pizzazz at the end for that horror fan. Yeah, I, I agree. Yet at the same time, I see a lot of people maybe sitting down and watching this and being like, you know, I actually kind of dug it. Well, I think you people, know. if people like those more, you know, uh, tamer, horrors that you know where you you don't need somebody's head doing a 360 around vomiting on a priest style thing like in order to enjoy it um i can see people actually really liking this one a lot especially if you connect with the characters i i think that's personally why i liked it so much was because of how much i can connected with that uh maja character Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, somebody mentioned Project Wolf Hunting being a, a Valentine's Day watch. Uh, this is another one. Good date watch. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. If you showed them Project Wolf Hunting and they got really upset, then uh, this this can be your, redemp <laughs> your yeah. redemption film. And once again, I'll always throw it out because it's a sure thing. Spring. So you want to make your lady happy? Have a romantic evening? Watch Spring. Uh, all right. So. Moving on to our 
our next film. Oh, we, got, of... we got rated, dude. Oh, we do. Fuck. I'm off. Run to the bathroom, then I forget everything. All right. So, man, I don't have any major complaints uh, about this one, uh, but it is held back a little bit by just not delivering maybe a little bit of razzle-dazzle at the end. Um, I'm three, but I, yet I will probably pick this one up if it gets to Blu-ray. So it's definitely above average, and I think it could have been much more. I am a two and a half out of five, and that's actually a, a way higher rating than I thought I was going to end up going with this, but I, I can't I, I can't deny the acting and the characters that I connected with. I just wish the story would have delivered a little bit more in that final act. See, the acting of the characters, like, just barely got it above average for me. Um, but, I mean, all my, my complaints are the same, really. But I'm just, yeah, a three. Three. Gotcha. Yes. And uh, the chat will be confusing tonight if you haven't seen Irreversible. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't even found a way to slip in a rectum damn near killed him joke yet. Oh, Jesus. I was waiting. I, 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 you know, I it ran through my head. But I'm like, I'm not dad joking in the chat, so I just have to go. <laughs> so you're a pretty bad dad if you're like throwing out irreversible jokes. But, <laughs> no, I, I think uh, that would be. I mean, that means you're a great dad. <laughs> what the fuck are you on? Well, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, the uh, <laughs> the strobes and the spinning cameras making me sick. Don't be a pussy, son. Get through the ninety <laughs> minutes. Uh, all right, <laughs> birthday theme. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, all right, moving on next uh, to a western horror movie, which I'm a big the- fan of. We'll talk a little bit about that because I'm a big fan of blending westerns into horror and sci-fi. Bone tomahawk, bro. Like that's yeah. that's that's the gold standard for me. Absolutely. Um, so we'll name drop some of those, but. Because this is a little bit confusing because there are other Western horror movies with this title. Uh, This is 2023's Ghost Town from writer, director Owen Conway. And I'll have some streaming information for you after I read the synopsis. So in the untamed West of Victorian era America, a drifter takes a job as a barman in a small town. After a series of bizarre deaths, he soon finds himself the target of suspicion. All right, so um, Ghost Town is on digital, DVD, and on-demand on March 7th, and uh, all right, so uh, in uh, from un- from Uncorked, Uncorked Entertainment. Entertainment, sorry, forgot. I was trying um, to I was trying to cover for you. Yeah, that works. Uh, they know I get confused. Uh, all right, so first off, before we get into the movie, because I am a big fan of Western horror. Kruger, of course, mentions a really good one. Uh, I also wanted to throw out, though, Dead Birds is a fantastic film. Uh, The Wind, which we reviewed a while back. The Burrowers, which is fucking awesome. I need to see that, dude. The Burrowers have been on my fucking watch list for like fucking 10 years. Bump that one up. I'm surprised you haven't seen Burrowers. That's that's a good one. Um, Uh, If I'm throwing out Schlock... (laughs) <laughs> I'm a big fan of the God Monster of Indian Flats, the mutant uh, sheep movie. I, I do like that one quite a bit. Mutant uh, chic? 
Is that sheep? What you said? sheep. Oh, sheep. <laughs> I, th- I, I, I thought fucking Iron Sheik fucking coming in as a as a mutated motherfucker. Fuck you. Nothing <laughs> beats the nineteen eighty eight Ghost Town poster though. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, that Ghost Town's available from Scream Factory on Blu-ray. Yeah. That might be out of print. Maybe I'm, I'd have to double check. No, new. It's um, it's New World, so I think that's one that they bought. Okay, sweet. But uh, that's that's late New World, not Corman New World. It could be out of print then. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of like Asylum did. Um, Death Valley, The Revenge of Bloody Bill, and there's a lot. Um, uh, Blood Moon is a uh, a werewolf horror from, movie from Dust Till Dawn Three. Absolutely, Ravenous, also one of the greats that falls under that. There's a lot. Dead Seven. If you want a shitty mm-hmm. asylum movie, that's the one with <laughs> all the boy bands, uh, zombie western movie. I didn't like it. A lot of people tell me I need to rewatch it, but yeah, it maybe that, it's not it having enough. Affinity for NSYNC or the Backstreet oh, you See, Boys. I don't either. And yeah. yeah, you you weren't like kind of doing the Tank Abbott thing where you were like the ironic fan. Like, <laughs> no, I, somebody, I, I, some WCW well, I mean, fan yeah, three, will Recount was the shit, but they are an exception to the rule. Also, shout out to the Meaty Cheesy Boys. They used to do the Jack in the Box commercials <laughs> and sing about ultimate cheeseburgers. <laughs> Uh, and awesome. Ben brought up Gala Walkers with Wesley Snipes. Yeah, that was uh, his last one before he went to jail. In fact, I think some of that kind of screwed that movie up a little bit, but if I remember right. Um, the other thing that, that does kind of compare it to this, although it's more of a budget, uh, 1999's Purgatory. It was a TNT original movie. Uh, I guess we could call it a supernatural tinged Western, not an out and out horror movie, but that one I always liked. It had a great cast, Sam Shepard, Randy Quaid, Eric Roberts. Uh, I know Peter Stormar was in there. Donnie Wahlberg. That, that one's worth checking out. I'll have to uh, seek that one out. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Like I said, supernatural tinged. It's not out and out horror, but it's a really good from an era where the TNT originals tended to be really good movies. Uh, so this ghost town, um, one thing I kind of enjoyed about it is there's not that that focus on sort of like the tip. Of, I mean, the West, some Western tropes are there, but it's not like the the gunslinger sort of character. You know, we focus a little bit more on um, the uh, some of the the prostitutes and uh, which is never a bad thing. Um and our, our lead is, you know, he's not a badass or anything. Uh, Solomon, played by Owen Conway, by the way, who's also the writer and director, uh, uh, who, who's acted in a bunch of other low-budget uh, horror movies and some different things. I've, I've seen him before. And um, so for being a very low-budget movie, because locations are really limited in this one. I mean, you got like three. Uh, it's It's all... You know, you can kind of tell they were probably maybe not fully able to pull off an old West town. They only had a couple like good angles on that, uh, but it works. They do a pretty good job of of making that uh, that all all work. The acting is what I would say is above par for these for this uh, this type of movie at this budget range. In fact, uh, Becky Joe Harris, who plays Stella, are sort of, I guess, hooker with the heart of gold type character. 
she was really, really good. Uh, er, er, honestly, everybody acting wise in this was very good. Um, and uh, it does have some low budget issues. There is a, a, a creature, although it's not a creature feature, but there is a creature that pops up at one point that is looks kind of goofy. It's not a major part of the movie, so it's kind of easy to overlook it. And there are those digital bullet hits, which look really bad. <laughs> it's it's not really an action movie, so there's not... I mean, again, it's, it's limited screen time, but it is very distracting. And uh, I get it. People hate that shit, and I do too. Um, but I kind of had a good time with this one overall. I thought the boss at the... Uh, at the uh the bar was a real asshole <laughs> and pretty entertaining. yeah very uh very believable he's like still like chewing you out and uh <laughs> i i did pop for the line uh this here house is for shitting that was that was pretty funny um he, he was kind of channeling uh like um i forget the schweringer the deadwood character a little bit which i thought was was cool i was a big deadwood fan um this one doesn't quite stick the landing with the story uh for me uh which i think if they did i'd be able to recommend it a little bit more if you do like these sort of westerns but as far as tone goes i'd say a little more purgatory 1999 which um it's been a while since i've watched that but i i do always remember enjoying it quite a bit a really good eric roberts movie from an era where you didn't get a ton of those uh todd what did you think of ghost town <clears throat> i i was really surprised because you know we we watch a lot of these in this budget range and more times than not it, it's a chore mm -hmm. this one um i don't think it was uh i think the the characters and the story, I mean, it works. Everything works well. I mean, if, if it had the, the budget, I think this would have... If it had the budget... See, I, I think the acting is so good. I mean, it, it would have made a difference because I think it would have saw... It would see a wider audience. Yeah. But That's rare, too, like, when, you're, when you are talking, like, something that was very, very low budget... For everybody, like I, I can't point to anybody and said that was a bad performance, which is pretty impressive to be honest. Having made like very low budget stuff, yeah. So, and, yeah. and it it it's a character piece, so it, it it's you have like the minimal settings and a lot of dialogue, but like I was never bored. I was always interested in the story. Um, I didn't have a problem with the ending either. Um, um, I'm definitely going to pick this one up and I would 100% watch it again. You could say maybe the title gives away a little bit too much, but uh, at the same time, I just wish they, I wish they had stuck the ending a little bit more, but it's ambitious. If you like Westerns, I can, I can still recommend this one. Uh, it's probably something that I would imagine at some point might also be on Tubi. You never know. Uh, but uh, digital DVD and on demand March 7th. So uh, check it out. And maybe we'll do a Western horror show 
at some point. I think that might actually be fun. And we never did that even on the old show. So no, uh, no. that might be cool. Um, so, all right. What do you give it, Dan? I, I, I give this one two and a half. Could have gone a little bit higher if it, you know, just those little things, those few digital bullet hits and the ending. Yeah. What about you? This was a hard one for me because of, of how much I liked it, but it, it, it's also, I'm not going to stand it up to, you know, certain things. I'm going to give it a three and a half. Oh. I, I was really close to a four, but because my complaints are, are just the things that were discussed. Those are my only real complaints and the, you know, the ending. Yeah. That kind of does. Like that. So three and a half. Okay. Well, that's, that's higher than I thought. So uh, yeah, check that one out. And Hopefully we gave you some good horror, supernatural, Western options. There There are a lot more too, but uh, maybe we'll do some of the more obscure ones. I want to do God Monster of Indian Flats. We got to make that happen. Uh, oh, damn. Would House 2 be a Western horror? Yeah, you could argue that. Definitely elements, yeah. That'd be... Oh, I love some House 2. I still have never seen any of the house movies. We'll have Kruger. to fix that. Yeah, that's that's an easy franchise show. I mean, Burrowers. there is a 4K uh, fucking collection coming out, I think, from Arrow pretty soon. So, What? Yeah, I, I thought I read that somewhere, that uh, Arrow was putting out a 4K box. No, I'm not, house movies. That wasn't inside info, was it? No. Know, it, so. Was it announced? Okay. I, I don't know. Um but there is a Blu-ray set out there uh, that's region-free for people, the UK set, which that's the only one that, it, as of now, has... House 3 and 4. four. Uh, yeah. Well, technically, the, there's a US House 3 under the horror show, but yeah. it is rated. Yeah, that that's a really cool set. And it's always been a fairly cheap set, too. So, yeah. you know... You, yeah, that one always goes on sale for about 40 bucks. Yeah, you may want to... Okay, Slasher that. said it was announced. Oh, and that's cool. for all of the films or just the first one, a la the Children of the Corn set or the Jew on set? I always no, worry I'm pretty... like, shit that I hear about ahead of time and then in my head I'm like, oh God, I didn't just fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I fucking I said it, so... <laughs> Wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You um, can yell at Kruger, but that might not be a good idea. <laughs> uh, so... On to, I guess, well, the main the main movie event. We are also going to talk uh, Last of Us Episode 6 at the end, though. So, yeah. uh, yes. So, our movie tonight is... This, this one's kind of hard to spoil, really, by the nature of it. But yeah. I guess we well, might be a little more spoilery with their it's movie. There's no way not to, because no matter how okay. you look at it, the ending of this one is the beginning of that one. And the ending, yeah, you know, so either way, you... Yeah, it's just a, if you if you haven't seen Irreversible, fucking first either off, way, go, go watch it, and then also like, sorry if you get spoiled on a little bit, but I mean, I think if you know about this fucking movie, you know what's what it's about. Yeah, it's an experience. Yeah, I, I mean, I I can't even like it's not even just like a movie; it's a total like just mind fuck of a visceral uh, whirlwind down a dark black hole. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so for those unfamiliar, Irreversible is a 2002 film from writer-director Gaspar Noé. And uh, in this one, 
Alex and Marcus are a couple whose story is told over the course of a fateful day. The Odyssey begins with the brutal with a brutal killing, then unspools in reverse to reveal the horrifying events that lead to the gut-wrenching, violent climax of the opening scene. Uh, irre- irreversible. So Dan's obviously reading the wrong description. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, well the- that's the description I've got. Well, but, well, but 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 this movie, I'm the, getting the, to it. Uh, well, go, go, let, let, let Dan go. Yeah, shut okay. the fuck up, Todd. All right. Irreversible's disturbing look at fate and destiny pushes the envelope of human emotions and takes filmmaking to another level. Now, I was going to say I rewatched both versions because I think it kind of. Um, so we this is the straight cut, which is. Yes. yes. Which um, is why we should have read that description. That and and with, I did both. I'm just. God damn it, Todd. With the irreversible, the original movie, everything is told backwards. Basically, yeah. the last scene of the movie is the first scene of the movie, and then you find out what led to that, what led to that, what led to that. <laughs> and the the version that we are reviewing tonight is all of that reversed, so it's in chronological order of what the actions that were t- taking place happened. Um, and yeah fucking uh, i mean i could start off with this i've been such a big fan of this movie since i first watched it for the sure fact that there's very few movies that really really make me uncomfortable and this is one of them that does um it has one of the most graphic assault scenes uh in cinema history i I don't think there's anything that's ever most realistic i would yeah very realistic and like Every time I watch that scene, it just it bought it, it fucking hits me to my core and really fucking irks me because of how authentic it feels. And, and nine what, minutes, too. It, yeah, it's it, it's so long and so drawn out. I know there's a lot of criticism of this movie because of that, but the point of that scene is to make you fucking just feel for the character that's being assaulted, and also just it, it, it's to shock your system basically and uh with the movie being told in reverse you know we start off with this probably the most graphic fucking face smashing scene ever um i mean there's very few that will ever top that and then you, you know you find out why that happened to that guy so watching this in chronological order I was very interested to see how I was going to take everything in because I just, I love this movie. I've always thought of it as one of the most uh, visceral and fucked up extreme. I mean, I don't even, it is, you could kind of say it's a horror movie, but I mean, it's so much, it's so much more than that. Um, And watching everything take place from, you know, the last scene in the movie to the first scene in reverse uh it was it was really cool i at the you know i feel like watching the straight cut you feel more for the characters um personally especially when you know what's going on with the the woman who is the victim of the assault in the film um and man i this was kind of a treat because i was i was at first it really threw me off you know what i mean because i was just like i don't know how i'm gonna gel with all of this there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like kind of sappiness in the beginning but i was i thought um, i was like wait am i playing it the right way yeah (laughs) me a minute too yeah it it threw me for a loop just knowing you know it being in reverse the whole time but man i just i think this movie's a fucking masterpiece 
Uh, I love this movie in reverse, in fucking chronological order, whatever the fuck. The acting is so great. The characters, I think, are fucking just super interesting. And to see the way it plays out in reverse or in chronological order, whatever you want to call it, uh, I think it it brought more to the uh, the ex-boyfriend's character a little bit. Uh, and, you know, you definitely see how it all escalates up to that, you know, amazing kill sequence uh, in the final act with watching it in the straight cut. And, yeah, I mean, I love this movie. It's definitely not a movie I can revisit all the time because of how fucking just disgusting it is uh and, and you know it's just it's brutal like there's very few like i said there's very few movies that affect me and and make me very uncomfortable but this is one of them and for that i i think it's a extreme masterpiece and uh, one of the many reasons why uh gaspar is one of the best working in the industry today uh tad do you want to go next or do you want to be the main event because i'm sure you watch this like <laughs> every week yeah i'm saying you like this is one i can't re-watch and this is on todd's fucking uh, weekly watch list all right i know todd's gonna have the most to say so I'll, I'll, i don't think i will but um so just gaspar noe in general uh he's always been known for those long unending shots uh strobes the also which you won't pick up on a home format but the low frequency sound uh, which like. was a big issue with this movie. Like this one really, like there were people that got sick in the theater uh, back in 0203. Um, so uh, Gaspar Noé was actually born in Argentina and he's uh, of course become a staple of French cinema. Uh, he was inspired by 2001, a space odyssey, which you can certainly see that in, in his work. Uh, I have, conflicted feelings about Gaspar Noé because Lux Eterna for me was almost unwatchable. Not that it's that it's not a, a good film, but I couldn't even look at the screen at that point because it's like 10, 15 minutes, whatever it was of just the strobes where that was really hard. I think he's almost gone too overboard with it where I'm like, I'm not sick because of the movie or the content i'm just sick because i can't focus on the fucking screen uh so uh, he's a great filmmaker but sometimes i am a little bit uh conflicted a lot of people consider irreversible his most disturbing movie i disagree i would actually give that to the 1998 film i stand alone uh which there is crossover because the character of the butcher in that film is in uh well the end scene for the straight cut or the first scene for the, the original cut. Um, and a, a lot of people are, are unaware of that, but if you are into his films, you can watch. I stand alone. I stand alone is very fucked up. Uh, very, uh, uh, very sexually fucked up in a, in a somewhat different way. And uh, that tie in is, is kind of interesting. Uh, as far as irreversible goes, I'm going to be honest, I don't like the straight cut. And my reasoning for that is I think a lot of the uniqueness of the movie is taken away by making it a linear experience. I get it. Like, if you're a big fan, it's kind of a fun novelty. But what makes it different was the fact of how it unfolded, which, 
which happened because there was a film in 2000, which most people will be familiar with, called Memento with Guy Pierce, which was a big surprise uh, uh, indie hit. And that was part of the reason why this, why Irreversible uh, unfolded the way it did. Um, a lot of people uh, put this in there with the uh, French extremity movement. Uh, it's a little bit before we got that wave of martyrs inside uh, Malefique, them, uh, where it was just like uh, high tension, of course, where it was just like classic after classic after, or at least very, very good horror movies. Uh, and uh, I don't mind lumping it in there. Look, it, it is hard to watch. It's a nine minute scene. I get what Kruger's saying as far as like you develop the more emotional connection in a way, the, the linear way, because the we don't get a lot of time with uh, Monica Bellucci's character uh, in the original cut where it's just like it's an awful scene. Uh, not, not so much, like I said, in terms of what it shows. I think actually the worst part was some of the dialogue, uh, which was really demeaning <laughs> when sure. she's being uh, assaulted. Uh, some people might have different ideas. I know that's like, up there with like the most brutal scenes in horror history may not hit the same way. It's very upsetting, but I think some people think, Oh, it's like really, you know, gory. Uh, it's just realistic and it's, yeah, I think this is maybe the third time I've watched this film. Uh, well, technically I watched it twice just, uh, today because <laughs> I watched both cuts. That's but, all. That seems uh, low. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a diehard fan of this. In fact, uh, out of some of the movies I referenced, it'd be lower tier. But as far as the straight cut goes, I don't think it was necessary. I didn't need it personally. But how about you, Todd? I'm curious. I could see you going either way. I I 100% agree. I don't think it was necessary. But the editor in me, (laughs) and ever since I saw this movie, I've wanted to experience what it would be like to watch it in chronological order. I now know that. Um, is it going to be my go-to version? No. But I think it does have something to offer. Because you're taking a different experience. Um, a different ride. So, you know, you get to connect to Monica Bellucci's character more. Well, and you get more character development, in my opinion. With, yeah. Uh, not not even just her character, but like I said, with her, her, her ex-boyfriend that's a part of the story. Yeah. Um, it makes sense why, like, why that final scene happened and why he was the one doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you're when we're when we're watching it the in the original form, you're you're kind of like trying to figure out what how it how it goes because you're going back, so you're kind of putting it together in your brain. So it's it's a totally different uh, viewing experience. Um. I could see some people who don't like the non-linear experience enjoying this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really does change what the movie is. It, it, <clears throat> the scene still hits hard. Yeah, I, I do. I like both cuts. It's not my go-to cut or, or I, I don't think it will be. Um, but it is one that I, I I do like either way. And yeah. 
I do have Pugs comments. Oh, uh, real quick before you do that, since he had the audacity of actually working tonight when we're reviewing this movie, uh, I demand that his nickname be Sweet Hole for two weeks. That's his punishment. <laughs> people who've seen the movie get it. But. Jesus Christ. Uh, here I am thinking we're being fucking very good that dad fucking pulls that out of his ass. I know. Well, better than going in. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Irreversible, backwards or forwards is one of the sexiest films ever made. Good Hashtag. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not read that part. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's joking. I didn't even say what the hashtag was. Yeah, no. I, I... <sighs> um, Ozzy would have just kept reading like he's fucking Ron Burgundy. Uh, where was I? He had a five out of five every time. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. I don't think there's any surprises there. Yeah, you know, when I first heard about it, I, I know a lot of people were excited. And again, this is not like a... I mean, I recognize it's a great film. But... Uh, it's not one I revisit very often because, yeah, I, I don't need that gut punch <laughs> that often. But uh, I, I just, when they announced it, I was just like, oh, man, I just don't, I can see it basically in my head and I don't know why you would want or need that. Well, see, it's funny because it, it it was an extra basically on like the Blu-ray set and uh, the UK one, and then they yeah. just decided to release it. I think it, it feels more like a, a an extra than it does like a feature on its own. Yeah, I, I was going to say. And definitely, if you're going to watch this for the first time, certainly you want to watch the, the original version. Um, in fact, what do you think it would have been like if they just put out put it out as the straight cut back in 0203? I still would have gave it five stars. I don't think it would have the same impact. I mean, it would have still have somewhat of a reputation as a, a rough watch in an extreme horror film. I don't think we would be talking about it the same way, though. I would. Well, you might, but I don't think the horror uh, horror fans in general would be talking about it if it was released that way. I could no. be wrong and weigh in in the comments. It, you... It's still pretty rough. I get it. It's hard from the view, viewing experience you've had. I mean, you've already had it. But yeah. I think this, it's rough enough and extreme enough to have definitely staying power. Kruger, does it give you the things you want, would have wanted in going in the linear form? You get your gore. You get your other stuff. You get your violence. Yeah, but, but, but with the... Like watching it chronologically, it builds to that. You know what I mean? Right. And then watching the other stuff, it kind of just smacks all that bullshit in your face right away. Uh, right. So, like, it's hard for me to pick like what's be a better. No, no. See, I don't think what's better. I think if you would have saw that cut, it would have been you would have been happy with it. Never just having this cut. I mean, either way, I think I would have been happy with it. Okay, uh, that's that's what I'm not. Which is better? Just would you've still had that? Uh, yeah, no, I, I I think both both ways. I mean, I, I personally think this way you're able to get more out of those scenes because you have you know more about the characters. But at the same time, you know, when I first watched Irreversible, those scenes right away are what drove me to want to 
see where the rest of the story was coming out of. Yeah. Monica Bellucci also timeless, yes. still as beautiful as ever. Um, and rough movie to shoot, man. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, also, some people say, uh, like, continuous shots but obviously you know when you're panning up and doing all that to the lights i mean it's it i was just throwing it out there that does hide there are cuts yeah uh, a lot of people say that and i was like no there there are but uh nonetheless uh, a unique experience it's kind of one of those movies as long as you have the appetite for it you got to watch just once at least just once and i would stick with the original cut but you got yeah. some different opinions here so no, no, maybe I, I, don't, I don't think anyone said to to watch the other one first the, yeah. no i i think you need to watch it like the the watching it in the way it was originally intended is the way to go because you know that's just the experience of it. I mean, and the fucking title of the movie is irreversible. I mean, it, it plays into the, the the whole the whole gimmick. But watching it this way just it it made me feel a stronger connection with everybody that I didn't have before watching it the traditional format. Right. Well, okay. we know Pugs is a five. Yeah, uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a five too. Like so in reverse, in, in forward, it's a fucking masterpiece. Uh, I am, yeah, I'm a five for the original cut. I am a three for, you know, I I just don't think it works the same way. Yeah. So there you go. It's different viewing experience. Yeah. And front or back either, either or. What's your Uh, guy's favorite five French extreme? Oh, sorry. Five, five. I already knew the answer. So (laughs) I know just. Uh, um, what's your guys' French, favorite French, French extreme? For me personally, I mean, Martyrs is, I think, like the you best give it the edge over inside, them. yeah, for sure. In my uh, opinion, yeah. Martyrs, dude, Martyrs, when I first watched it, it fucked me up for a while, like, it really, like, not, e- not even just the gore, but the final scene of that movie, I think, is just so fucking well done and just amazing especially with my own personal beliefs when it comes to the afterlife (laughs) you know what i mean there's a lot there's a lot up in the air but i have my own interpretation of what happened in that scene and i just think it's a fucking uh also uh the guy who did martyrs he also i think he's fucking super talented i wish we got more from him i know he did uh he did incident in a ghost land right um i believe that was him right no or no? yes yes incident in a ghost land yeah, yeah sorry i was thinking prisoner of the no no yeah incident in the ghost land which is another movie that's super fucked up and super awesome mm-hmm. uh so yeah I, I martyrs is my gold standard when it comes to just extreme horror in general it's in my top 20 favorite films of all time yeah it's hard to give it the edge over inside but they're so close like i said that period was just kind of insane not that it's like a ton of movies but it's just the the quality of them all and the fact that they're some of the best of the yeah off the top years. of my head what was it like inside martyrs um fucking Fr- frontiers was up there too. oh frontiers i didn't mention yeah frontiers yeah, is amazing my pick high tension oh yeah high tension as well see yeah. i can't put high tension over it also i mean uh not not the most 
original story in fact yeah well I, we'll get into that maybe on another show but Still i mean i get it. it why don't we do a fucking french <laughs> extreme yeah you know what i mean we, we should do, do a french extreme point. horror i i mean i've never reviewed martyrs on the show so i'm always mm -hmm. down it's also uh, on shutter right now this one's like towards the bottom of the list but uh malefique which came out around that same time uh that's on shutter right now if you want a more obscure one I think they Not had familiar them. with that one. I, I think them might have been up there at one point. I don't know if it still is. Um, but yeah, Frontiers. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> Frontiers is like French Texas chainsaw and crack. Like yeah, I love that. That's fucking a good movie. one too. Uh Ben Livid, as far as asking when Livid will get a US release. I have no idea what the yeah. problem is there. I feel like somebody's gonna put that out at some point. Um because I, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard what the problem was with that. So hopefully we'll get a proper release of it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, guys, in the comments, if you're not listening to this live, uh, drop some of your favorite extreme horror films in general. We always enjoy hearing about that. Yeah, and that's my alley, man. There you go. And also, a place where you can... Uh, you can communicate with us is our dish discord the flesh wound features discord it's very active there's yeah. uh, uh of course us a lot of other podcasters in there too and discussions get interesting there <laughs> it's definitely it's yeah it's definitely a, a interesting community to be a part of so uh, make sure if you want to join click the link in the description uh always welcoming new members into our discord and yeah Active as fuck. Like I'm, I'm proud as fuck of that because I've been in other Discord servers where like there's like days that go by that nobody's interacting, but every day you motherfuckers come through and are talking about some crazy shit. So uh, I thank all our members in the Discord server for keeping it nice and active as well. Everything from cheeseburgers to horror movies to Cthulhu butt plugs, you get it all on the yes. Flesh Features Discord. And also, patreon.com slash fleshwoundfeatures. It all starts at just a buck. I know we're way behind schedule, but we are going to start doing uh, the uh, Secret Santa picks, which if you're unfamiliar, you can watch the selection show for that. Um, and uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb and just say this because I didn't even fucking talk about it with you guys beforehand. But uh, I will just say probably the beginning of April, there'll be a very special Patreon video coming out. Uh, that uh, you're really going to want to check out if you're a fan of us. So, okay, okay, that sounds that sounds fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I feel I, I feel I like I feel like it feels like we're rapping, yet we haven't talked about the Last of Us. Yet. We're not rapping. We're not okay. Rapping. Uh, we are talking Last of Us. I mean, we got a plug before spoilers. So, yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. I just felt like Dan was forgetting. Like he skipped a couple ratings that I. I did not. I did not forget. <laughs> no. uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else to plug. Um, of course, we will be back next week. We don't have a full roster of reviews yet, but maybe we'll hit some of those things on Screenbox. We will have, of course, the Cocaine Bear review and uh, Can't some wait. other cool stuff I think coming we have your a way. Full list somewhere, but okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm excited for next week. Um, all right, so Last of Us, Episode 6, Kin, 
uh we are talking spoilers guys so if you have not watched it yet you may want to uh mute us for a while or bow out uh so uh kruger what did you think about uh this one i i haven't talked to a whole lot of people about this yet but uh from what i understand this stays fairly close to the games yeah for sure um do we do we want to put the spoiler thing I'm up? I'm doing it right now. Okay. Cool. Oh, I was um, no, uh, no worries. Um, yeah, no, it de- definitely does stay very, very close to the game. But I think the town, they got the aesthetic and everything just down perfectly. I mean, they've done that, though, throughout this whole series. But out of all the episodes, I would say that this was one of the more tamer ones. Um, it goes a lot more into the dramatic aspects of the story um so not a lot of clickers or amazing creature effects or anything like that but the character development going on with joel's character is really interesting and um you know i feel i feel for him he's so scared about fucking losing l like he did his daughter and you know i and obviously he blames himself for his daughter's death which is you know honestly really fucking sad because it wasn't his fault either um so the whole interaction with him and l in that room i i thought was just amazing like uh you know she's just like you know i fucking have lost people too asshole like you know you you may look at me as a kid but you have no idea what the fuck i've gone through and i that interaction was just everything to me and then to just watch the way the story plays out you know they end up you know, going on that horse ride and shooting guns and just bonding uh, to the point where I think Joel isn't going to be able to leave her. So, like, am I good? My microphone's giving me shit. You went into low-quality mic there. Fuck. Um, Somebody pick it up while I'm fixing it. (laughs) That's okay. I'll pick up. Um, So, yeah, I also like, because we jump ahead – three months after Henry uh, shot him himself in the last episode. And uh, we get kind of a change of scenery. It's winter now. And uh, big shout out. One of my favorite character actors, kind of like a, a that guy kind of name, uh, Graham Green, the uh, Canadian character actor legend who you've seen in many things has a small little role at the beginning kind of curious if he comes back i mean this is certainly a show that's not afraid to introduce notable actors and then just like nope you're dead uh <laughs> which we saw with uh melanie linsky who i was like oh okay that's the new big bad and nope dead uh so they they kind of still subvert expectations in many ways uh which i like and that that short scene with graham green and and the actress uh that plays his wife uh i laughed at the you made him soup lie <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that one just uh kind of got me um and i uh daily ghost is in the chat which by the way sub to daily ghosts podcast because he has one on youtube um yeah i wasn't totally sold at the beginning either i was like okay this is good but this also kind of feels like the typical zombie stuff, which I'm fine with, but uh, 
amazingly enough, like this show kind of keeps surprising me so far. And I, I know nothing about the games, which is kind of nice. Uh, so uh, I, as uh, Kruger was saying, this particular episode is very close to it. He finds his brother, uh, which again, I was like, okay, that's going to probably be like the end of the season sort of thing. And uh, no, uh, we get that here. Uh, I, I also enjoyed Retina Wesley of True Blood popping on here as uh, the brother's, uh, I believe, wife or girlfriend. I don't know if it's specified or if I missed it. It was the wife. Okay. Um, So, yeah, a lot of uh, really heavy emotion in this. It's kind of like open now. It's like, yeah, I like you, kid, (laughs) sort of thing. Uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. This show is uh, really, really good. I hope they can keep up the momentum. I really do. I kind of like that it's a little bit less because we don't get any zombie action in this episode. And I I think that that helps, actually. Where are you at right now, Todd? Uh, Well, Kruger, um, how's your mic? I'm good. Oh, Oh, I think. Yeah, Yeah. you're good. I was just stalling for you. No, I'm I mean, I think I said everything I needed to say. Like, this isn't one of my favorite episodes just because, you know, we didn't get a lot of creature effects or anything like that. But when it comes to character development and where we're going with the story and where I know we're going to eventually fucking end up, uh, this is going to be one of those episodes we're going to look back on and be like, wow, okay, this is where all this was starting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the show in general is fucking great. Uh, I just... Out of all the episodes I've watched so far, I think this has been my least favorite, but that's not to say it's not still awesome. It's, it's a necessary episode for the yes. story. Yes. Um, and yeah, and I was fine with that. I, I was really into the story. Um, I, I, I like that it, it feels familiar, but it feels different. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's made for a, a really fun ride so far. And I can't wait to see what happens. And I'm also with Dan. I'm glad I don't know where we're going from the game. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know, I don't know. I'm certainly fairly close to positive that Joel's not dead because it's not that definitive sort of. Yeah. that, That reminds me fucking the scene where he falls off the horse Fuck it. I swear to God, if you did, somebody needs to do a picture in picture straight out of the video game, dude, the dialogue too was exactly what Ellie was saying. Oh, that, that was probably my favorite part of the whole thing. Just because I know the video game and that was just like such a, Oh fuck moment in the game. And they, mm-hmm. they translate it perfectly in the series as well. But uh, yeah, I definitely say it's safe to say that he's not dead, but he's probably really fucked up. And that's going to play out to into some interesting situations that we're going to get in the next couple episodes. You know, they're kind of alluding to heart stuff, but I don't know. I was kind of getting a vibe that it was more like panic attack stuff. Oh, no, it, it, it's 100% panic attacks, I think. I don't okay. remember him having a heart problem. In the vi- My mom yeah. was saying that because her and I have been watching it together, and she's really, yeah. really she, she's loving it, and, you know, she has no thing with the video game but i was i was watching i was like yeah i think he's having like really bad anxiety attacks because i don't remember him having a heart problem in the game 
I could be wrong. I mean, I played the game when it first came out in like 2013. So that's fucking Jesus Christ. How long mm-hmm. is that now? Fucking <laughs> nine years ago. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, definitely definitely probably more anxiety attacks than a heart issue. If I remember correctly, if I'm wrong, though, and anybody that's watching this, please tell me I'm full of shit. Okay, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, even then, I was like, oh shit, will they? I mean, Pedro Pascal is a very popular, busy actor right now. I was like, that'd be one hell of a. I, I didn't think, I didn't think they'd do it right now, though, considering you, you're coming off of some shocking deaths, anyways. So I was like, I don't think they would do this here. They might do it certainly with the uh, tone of this show, but. Uh, uh, we at least get season two. The only thing that scares me again is just HBO right now. Like it's the the last channel I kind of want this on right now. But uh, it's pretty uh, universally popular right now. It's rare nowadays with TV shows where it's usually pretty split. And I've yeah. been seeing mostly positivity for this, which is really cool. Um so oh they'll no, turn I, they'll turn hard at some point well even like like i mean you usually have the crowd that complains because of the you know the the gay characters and everything and maybe it's just my my bubble uh but i haven't heard a lot of that like most people seem to like it even people that i would think would normally bitch about it so i don't know uh, it, it seems to be doing really well. We haven't had a phenomenon in a little bit, it seems like, with television. So maybe this is going to be that. Yeah. Th- my only thing is, like, you know, this is going to probably be short-lived. You know, uh, uh, fucking the second season uh, is supposed to be the second video game, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's going to be wrapped up in probably a couple of seasons. It's going to be one of those things where you're really going to miss it when it's gone. So I'm just glad it's happening. I'm glad they're putting so much effort. Did you see the amazing behind-the-scenes uh, photos of the bloater suit from, I think it was episode the last episode, episode five? No, I haven't looked oh, at dude, the it, stuff yet. The fucking suit cost literally half a million fucking dollars and like was just a straight up like fucking hundred like those old school kaiju suits you had to fucking work through when you were playing godzilla back in the day it was one of those it was like a hundred fucking pounds and it was just really difficult to work with but the fact that they went that route and then you know added all the visual stuff after made it look fucking amazing i'm so high like we haven't even scratched the surface on the creatures in this motherfucker yet dude like yeah there's some stuff coming that is going to blow people's minds if and i i know it's gonna really really make me happy if they do i I think it earns its its big action scenes so far like it it'd be a little bit more like standard if it was just non-stop yeah it's i a thought good that balance. last episode where the car like just sinks into the ground and it's like so oh good. shit that and then every and then all the clickers coming up out like dude that, that the episode five was probably my favorite so far just because it got the visuals done so right but there's a lot there's so much in the game that is just uh it's incredibly well done from a video game aspect and just to, just to see all of this play out on screen and knowing what i know where the game's going to take us mm-hmm. uh it's going to it's going to fucking fuck some of you guys up 
really bad. I can tell you that much. Uh, there's already been some tear jerking moments already in the series, but it's just going to get worse from here, guys. You use so get the your term, tissues ready. You use the term clickers, and this isn't connected or anything, but uh, just for you monster fans and horror book fans out there, there is a series called Clickers from JF, the late uh, JF Gonzalez and Brian Keene that's worth checking out if you like monster stuff. Is that about mushroom people? No, but it's a really good, like, if you're a kaiju fan, just monster horror fan in general, uh, it's a really fun series to to check out. I know I've I know I've said this before, but I just I, I want to say it again. If you are really enjoying this, go watch that fucking movie Gaia because it feels like such a prequel to the series. Um and it has the the creatures in that and the Gaia movie are directly inspired from The Last of Us and it's very similar thing with fungus and all all that going on. I highly recommend that movie. It was one of my favorite movies of 2021. I think it actually was number two on my list behind Psycho Goreman. Uh, and I just, I fucking, I, I think it's a masterpiece. And uh, it, it kind of sucks that we had The Last of Us so shortly come out afterwards because it's totally going to eclipse what that movie did. But it was inspired by The Last of Us and they made a good artsy eight. A24 style horror with that thing. And I, I had such a good time with it. And also, not to mention, not just that, if you enjoy this shit, go back in the in the well a little bit to the 1960s and watch uh, Ishiro Honda's Mantango, another th- movie about mushroom people. You got to check that shit out because uh, similar stuff going on. We got a lot of... Uh eco horror like towards the beginning of lockdown gaia in the earth which isn't as good yeah. But, uh yeah we that was a strong little period there for eco horror uh, yeah and i'm i'm just having a good time watching that, watching it all play like all play out now into a series um like i said guy just gaia what we I, I can't remember i think it was edward uh or uh evil ed he said that, like, at the end of Guy, if they would have just put The Last of Us prequel, it would have fucking fit perfectly. <laughs> and I stand by that statement. Yeah, absolutely. I wish that would get a good Blu-ray. But... Uh, it has a German one that I bought, but you have to be region-free, unfortunately, for that. If yeah. if if not, you can go the DVD route. And uh, for the most part, I think the DVD is pretty solid. But, yeah, oh, yeah. I would li- I'd like, a, I'd like a really good, nice Blu-ray set to come out for that movie because i just i think it's a fucking masterpiece absolutely uh so uh on that note guys we will be uh back here again of course probably sooner but uh next week uh where we will have the cocaine bear review amongst uh, many other things uh also check me out this Sunday on Stone Gasman's podcast, friend of the show for Dark City, one of my all-time favorites. And uh, I believe uh, Cable Channel 11, Jess, is going to be doing a show on the Candyman films, I believe. Not sure what time, but uh, can check that out as well. Uh, once again, uh, also check out thexpwwrestling.com. Right, Todd? I always forget. Check that out. And, and Stream XPW TV. Stream XPW TV uh, as well. I think XPW is going to be very interesting. Oh, going wait, wait. Is, is there an Easter egg? 
You can take spoilers down now, by the way. Oh, yeah, from this week's episode. Easter egg. Like from the game. Um not off the junk. top off the top of my head, I'm I'm not sure. I'm sure there is, but okay. Okay. Uh yeah, sorry, dude. The fucking it's been a while. Like I, I thought when we were watching this, like I'm like, fuck, I sh- I should start playing the game so I can, you know, get the same experience. But my problem is they fucking remade the goddamn video game like last year. And I want to play the remake instead of playing the original now. And it's not like a massive remake. It's just ma- mainly like mechanics and graphics and stuff. But I heard it's great. And like, you know, it, do- it doesn't change differ too much from the story. Video like video game adaptations are not often known for like compelling stories. So this is probably the best story. Well, well this is, well, I mean, that's why what made the video game so amazing. It was one of those. I mean, there was a lot of games beforehand, but I think this is the big step that we took in the, you know, 2013, 2014 to making video games more of a cinematic experience than just you playing and shooting motherfuckers up. Um, I mean, this this kind of paved the way for a lot of video games that, you know, are widely renowned now uh to the gaming community as some of the best story games ever and that i mean video games just in general now they do focus more on story than gameplay which is which is cool uh most of the time sometimes they kind of fuck it up a little bit but uh the last of us definitely isn't one of them and it's one of the best video games of all time nice nice uh so i think i play oh divide by zero by also friend of the show lauren dixon i don't have my Beautiful new hardcover handy, but uh, check that out. And also visited by Voices One, where I wasn't on the last one, but I'll try. I'm going to try and make the next one, doing kind of a book club for Divide by Zero. And uh, that's all I have got for this evening. Uh, shout out to uh, Sweet Hole, working late tonight. <laughs> we love you, folks. And on that note, Good night. I'm going to find the exit of this thing. All right. Good evening. Uh, Whatever you do, don't fall asleep.